Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Our Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am so excited today. I have got a really good friend. She has been integral in my education in Jack Canfield. Her name is Susan Hayes. She is the Spark Activator. She has got an absolutely fabulous book coming out and a wonderful story. And I am so, so happy to have her here today to tell us all about it. Susan, hi. Hello. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me here. I'm so excited, too, to have this conversation. I feel like I've been so blessed to have met you at the Jack Canfield. You meet who you need to meet, and it's divine intervention. I really believe that, especially during these times. So I am so, so grateful, and I love the name of your podcast. It completely resonates me. <laughs> so let's roar, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's roar. So tell us about the South Beach Diet of Joy. I love that title. Thank you. Not everybody. I realize it's not a universal title, so I went back and forth with it. But you know what? It's what resonates with me. Those who it's going to resonate with will find it. The South Beach Diet of Joy is the name of my latest book that will soon be out. I will let you know when it is published and available for purchase. I named it that because when my husband died just over three years ago, I was looking for a lot more joy in my life. I was really, really in a lot of grief. And I have this nudge to move to South Beach, Miami. And my sister, my twin sister was a lot, you know, a lot, huge catalyst with that. But we were looking at moving four months after my husband passed. And there were so many people with good intentions were saying, you can't move. You can't make a major decision when you just lost your husband, especially a move. They're like, no, 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 no. Well, obviously, I did listen to them. Four months later, I did move. It took a heck of a lot of healers therapies and whatnot to help that move to happen with a little bit more ease because it was letting go of so much. So it was an actual move to South Beach in Miami. It's an area in Miami Beach. Yes, it is. Live there <laughs> myself. I know. It's, it's near the beach, the energy, the tropical. It's a tropical paradise. And if you like the beach, I just wanted to be near the beach when my husband was very sick. 
I would sometimes go to his treatments with him in sometimes in Clearwater, and I could see the beach from the um, holistic treatment center. But I wanted to stay with my husband. That was my choice. So I'd be eyeing the beach. I'm like, there'll be a time, Sue. There's a time and season for everything. So I thought, no, I want to be near the beach. So I moved. It's where I got my joy back. And you may be very familiar with the diet that was popularized in 2003. It was a diet, an actual diet that was promoting or maintaining weight loss in muscle tone and all that. I don't know the specifics, but I know that I think it was, it consisted of lean proteins. It was like a play on words. The difference is that diet is restrictive in the sense that you, you eat certain foods. Usually diets are that way. This diet of joy is expansive because it's all about expanding your awareness to what is going to bring you joy, not what somebody else wants, not somebody else's dream, but what is going to bring you personally joy. And it may not be South Beach, Miami for some people. It was for me. But this book will help guide you into knowing and getting the clarity in terms of where is that going to be for you or what state, what state of being can you be in so that you are feeling more joy? So that's what that's all about. <laughs> we talk a lot about joy here on Roar with Sparks because that is such a pull for me to spread as much joy as possible. Life is way too short to be so serious all the time. Yes, we have our adulting that we need to do. We have our responsibilities that we need to take care of and the responsibilities we put ourselves in, but we need to stop and do a little bit of two-year-old curiosity. We need to reach out in wonder and look at life from a different perspective. And that perspective brings back joy. Yes. I love that because two-year-olds, and I like that you mentioned two-year-olds, because look at them. They have no problem expressing how they feel. That's why we have those temper tantrums. But they just get it. It doesn't need to be that way for adults. We do need to be able to make sure we're expressing authentically our emotions in an appropriate way. But two-year-olds don't even think about it. They just, it, it's gone. Boom. Okay, I'm not happy about it. I'm going to let you know. But it's over with. Yeah. Even having a temper tantrum once in a while is not a bad thing. You know, raging out our anger because we, we tend to want to stuff all of our feelings and not really feel them. And so that's where temper tantrums kind of come from is that stuffing. And two-year-olds will do it too because they don't know how to, to express their feelings in maybe what we might call a good way. But literally, my favorite is pool noodles. And you may not have a pool, but I will bet you have an outside chair or you have a couch in your living room. And if you take a tea towel to a couch in the living room or a pool noodle to the pool water, you can rage out safely. I've never done that and before. oh my word, does it? Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to just let it go. I wish I knew that when I was living in Miami because I had plenty of access to pool noodles and pools and whatnot. I wish I knew that. I had to just do it in the day. 
I take them out to the ocean. That's what we're going to do. The I Do Me retreat. We're going to learn how to rage out safely so that you can literally get the feelings, the anger, the grief, the whatever out. So you have the expansiveness to open up to joy, to love, to grace, to all those things that are positive influences in your life that without allowing for the release of the negative, you can't just ignore it. You can't just say you can't feel that way. You literally need to release it. And a safe way to do it is through rage outs. And primal screaming is another one that is amazing. I love that you said that because especially when my husband died, I had a few people say, and it was with good intentions, once again, just choose joy, just be positive. And I had so much pain within me, there was no space for joy. And I needed to feel it, just like you said, I needed to feel it in order to make more space for joy, to let it in, you know, we're, we're made of water. Yes. And our water is, it has to do with emotion. And if it's full of all this, like think of the oceans being toxic and dirty. It's like, we got to clean it up. So it's more pristine. And so that we have access to those pristine ways of feeling joy, love, and grace. Oh, I love that you said that, Susan. Yeah. I mean, going from whether you're raging it out or you're doing that, but that good cry, that good cleansing cry there's nothing like that. It just, those feelings, this sadness and grief just are overwhelming that we have been told not to feel. Don't cry. It's okay. Don't cry. You know, let a sister cry, man. And let a brother cry too. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where we are and how many times have we gotten, I don't know for you, I know for me, there have been times in my life where I've been told I'm way too emotional, you're way too dramatic. And it usually is because I'm angry and I'm crying. And (laughs) those two combinations have always happened at work. Oh, wow. (laughs) You got a boss telling you something and I just, you know, I'd be upset and I'd cry And it was like, oh my God, this is so inappropriate. We can't be doing this. We're in the wrong place, wrong time, whatever. Does it matter? I mean, really? If we have a back office or a conference room we can go into or whatever that we need to do and just let ourselves have the moment, we can get through it and come back stronger and better than ever. Yes. And that is key. Stronger. People think it's a sign of weakness, emotional. And if you're very sensitive, which just means that you have a very expansive satellite dish, so to speak, it's high powered. So we're picking up not even just on our stuff, we're picking up on other people's stuff. So we're all helping you (laughs) by having the cryo or whatever. And that's the thing. We're sensitive, which is different than emotional. And we're emotional beings, by the way, anyways. Right. That's why we chose to be on the planet. So we could feel and sense and have emotion. And my husband, he had throat cancer. And one of the reasons why I feel like he was, the cancer just was, it only grew in his throat is because he never cried. Because he's a man. So it's even where he said, let his sister cry. He was a man and he's a Latin man. And in his household, you were weak if you cried. It was really hard for him. I think I saw him 
cry once and it was when his mother died once and he was also taught not to express how he truly truly felt because he didn't want to create waves he didn't want to be emotional or show his anger and so my heart really goes with what your podcast is all about and using your voice and expressing yourself so that you can feel that joy that's why this just you and your it just resonates with me so much exactly I am so in agreement with you that we came here to be emotional beings. I, for me, believe that we completely choose our challenges. We know what lessons we want to learn. We choose who our parents are. We choose who our family is. We choose who our friends are because these are the people that we need that energy within our space in order to be able to learn the lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime. And Every challenge that I have been through in my life has brought me to this point that I now know how important it is to use our voice, to be as boisterous as possible, to be as emotional as possible, and to be the guiding key for everyone else so that they too can expand and grow and make room for the love and the joy and the grace that is possible, but only through using our emotions, only through feeling our emotions. You know what? Absolutely. And I just lost my train of thought. There was something I wanted to speak to that, but if it's important, it'll come back around. It'll come back around. I, it will. It absolutely will. Oh, I know your life number. Life numbers are three, six, nine, right? Yes. The three's challenges have to do with voice. Finding your voice in the first part of your life is finding your voice. I thought that was powerful. And here we are. Here we are. We have found our voice, people. And we're going to live raw. We're going to live exactly. Beautiful. And we're going to get those noodles and we're just going to. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. When you find that point in your life, that purpose comes down and smacks you in the face and says, Hey, I'm here and you need to do this. And you know, in your head, your heart and your gut that it's right. The only thing you can do is move forward and open up and expand and be willing to wonder and be curious and walk the next person behind you. Cause when I was a kid, I, I heard this poem don't walk in front of me, I may not follow. Don't walk behind me, I may not lead. Walk beside me and be my friend. I mean, I was probably seven, eight years old. I still remember that poem because it is, is resonates with everything that I do in my life and in my purpose and in my work. And I am so glad that you are here walking with me in this and having this conversation. It's really amazing. Uh, walking, speaking of walking, which the doctors told you that you wouldn't be walking and you are. They did. And you are. I am. I am that. I need to do a little more walking. I need to get out on the, the street. It's so hot right now. How are y'all doing over there with your weather? We're having this incredible heat wave here in the United States. And it's humid, States. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yes. In Florida, it certainly is. And see, that's the difference where there's a little humidity going on right now. But because where I am, I'm high in the mountains, it tends to be dry. So I don't have air conditioning. 
Usually I leave the windows open at night and there's just like cool mountain breeze. So I haven't really felt the heat, even though it's 88 degrees today. It's probably hotter in Florida, but it was 88. Where, where exactly in Italy are you? I am in a place called Alano. It is in a province called Abruzzo, which is on, you have Rome on the West Coast, and then you, you go to the, pretty much directly across, you go to the other side of the coast, the East Coast, and that's where I am. Well, I'm not running the coast, but it's about, so it's like two and a half hours from Rome. That's where I am right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> that may change. And where is it that we're wanting to go? Tuscany, probably Florence. <sighs> So my sister and I are going next week to check that out. Oh, how awesome. You know how powerful those ley lines are. We've Miami had some that crisscrossed them. Miami is where in 1993, I started my spiritual journey. I was there in 92 as a guest in Hurricane Andrew and fell in love with Miami. I know it's the craziest thing. I remember coming out from that hurricane and laying on the driveway going, oh, thank the Jesus I'm here. <laughs> that was a crazy. And you want to go there after? I did. I fell in love. Absolutely fell in love with Miami. Has Miami had any hurricanes like that since? I know there's been hurricanes and plenty of hurricanes in Florida, but has Miami experienced anything like that since? They did. They experienced another one. And I want to say it was Charlie. And I could be wrong. It could be totally wrong. And I didn't know that they had until I went back. Because when I was in Miami, I lived on a sailboat. And I went to look at where we had lived just to see, because you know how you like to go back and check things out. And I Googled it and they were like fighting over who, whether the city was going to maintain it or because after the hurricane, they had to move everybody out. And I'm like, what? So yeah, they had something. I just was not aware of it when it happened. Yeah. Which was, I found to be really interesting, but yeah, I fell in love with Miami and was trying to figure out after I moved down there, what I was going to do. And I went to get a job and I had to go do my fingerprints. And so I had to go to the FBI office that was downtown somewhere. And so I went down and I had to find a parking spot and I went around this corner and there was this little area that was called the art district that I had never heard of. Of course, I wasn't, hadn't been there that long, but it was like this really cool area. And I found this parking spot and I get stopped by this cop and I'm like, oh, good Lord, something's not right. I shouldn't be here, blah, 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 blah. Well, that wasn't why he stopped me. He stopped me because he goes, you're not around, you're not from around here, are you? And I'm like, why would you ask that? He goes, because you just did like the perfect parallel parking and nobody here knows how to do that. Oh my God, that is funny. So, you know, my heart rate is like, <laughs> you know, my heart's going a mile a minute. He leaves and I turn around and there's this little store called Omeon. And I'm like, that is weird. And there's a crystal in the, the window. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to let my heart 
stop and I'm just going to look around because this has got to be a great store. It's got a crystal in the window, right? I go in and I meet my spiritual guide and her name is Naomi. And she had made up the name by taking her name backwards. She was the most amazing woman, absolutely the most amazing woman. I learned so much from her. I have not seen her in 20 years. It's been a long, long time, but she was my spiritual guide for the next seven years. She was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I met native shaman through her that I spent a lot of time with when I was in Miami. My whole life was transformed by that woman. So Miami has a very, very special place in my heart. So I get your, you know, that's one of the things that attracted me to you besides the name of that you call yourself the spark activator. Who could, yeah, I'm a sparks. How could I not be attracted to you? Right. So, yeah. And then (laughs) it was like kismet. It was totally kismet. So my spiritual journey has always been divine intervention, Mm -hmm. whether I believed it or not. It certainly was. And then I just think even other synchronicities, it's the name right there. And then my husband having throat cancer and what you went through, uh, what, a year and a half or two years ago, I thought, wow, wow. Yep, 18 months. I found that to be fascinating. Yeah, I love the ties that bind us. They don't close us off. They aren't those that enslave us. They are those that bind us together with the people that we're supposed to be with in order to either up-level other people together or whether we're supposed to be up-leveling ourselves together. Um, There is a reason, absolutely 100%, why we are here today. So it's like pool noodles. Those are the ties. (laughs) Right? Those are the ties. Those are the good kind of ties. We can even share them. We can we can have a little fight with them. Be on like a little raft and I battle it out. Knock them off. Uh huh. You know, Kristen, when I was a structural energetic therapist, I did emotional release therapy work. So I would do body work, structural work all kinds of work. And I remember this little boy, he was 10 years old and he did not get along with his brother at all. I'm doing body work. And I said to his mom, I'm like, this ain't working. This kid's pissed. (laughs) I'm not saying it to the kid, but I'm like, he just needs to get his anger out. If during the session, I feel that he wants to go and get, we had homemade bats that were like soft enough that you could just hit a like bag. I said, if I feel that he may, if I can suggest that, is that okay? And she goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever you got to do. I said, you cannot intervene. I go, you got to be way over there. <laughs> and it's hard because he's a 10-year-old kid. I needed to have a parent in the room. And he was just, I could see the anger. And I said, you know, I said, and I had already introduced it to him before and then hit the bag. I said, do you want to hit the bag? He's like, yeah. Next thing you know, he's hitting that bag. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Right? Those negative emotions that, you know, I say quotes because they're not really negative. It's how we feel. And he's already feeling that way, but he didn't feel he could express it because it's not cool to hate. Right? And next thing you know, he's like, can I take the bag off the table? I said, yeah, you do whatever you want. He goes, can I step on it? I go, go for it. He's stepping. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. It turns out 
he was using the bag to represent his brother and he was feeling so much hatred towards him and he needed to be honest about it to get it out because it was like it was affecting his body. He was actually in physical pain and really having a lot of outbursts at home. Well, because he was able to express how he really felt, he actually ended up having a better relationship with his brother. And that's the power of just being authentic. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was sitting in my house and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I want to do. Um, I think I might want to be a, a coach and this would be a great time to kind of learn about that. So I picked up this book and a lot of my audience has heard this before, but I'll tell you about this because she's amazing. This woman wrote this book called Who the Fuck Am I to Be a Coach? And I thought, oh my God, I got to meet her. So I Googled her. You, you need to read it. It's a great book. It's a great book. Name? Her name is Megan Joe Wilson. Megan Joe Wilson. She is a coach's coach out of Maine. And she immediately figured out Zoom and got a Zoom group together. And I worked with her during my cancer and after my cancer. And she is flipping phenomenal. She reminded me of, you know, actually feeling the emotions, getting the rage out. When I was going through a divorce, I had a friend who took me to Goodwill and I don't suggest doing this at home. Okay. This is not a suggestion that we do at home. I'll give you a good one for home, but she took me over to Goodwill. We picked up a box full of plates and then went over to the railroad tracks and slammed them against the bridge. It was the most amazing experience of being able to literally release that energy. And back then I didn't know anything about how to deal with that. I had no idea how to deal with my emotions at all. I was 20 years old, 21, I don't know, 22, something like that. And I was a mess. I was an absolute disaster area. But when I met with Megan Joe in 2020, she introduced me to the rage machine and she's got pictures somewhere of her doing this where she has taken a baseball bat to those empty plastic containers. And it is the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. And I took that to pool noodles rather than the baseball bat because they don't own a baseball bat. And I could do it in the water and not be afraid of falling because you can get really angry and your body's moving. And, you know, the next thing you know, I'm on the ground. I didn't need that. So I did it in the pool where I was safe, which is also where I relearned to walk and dance. And I could do it without fear of hurting my body, but still be able to get that same sense of emotional release. And the towels was something else that she gave to me as a gift, you know, being able to utilize those. But again, it was a movement of body that it was uncomfortable with because I'm not well balanced yet. So the pool noodles in water was so like one of those divine inspirations that goes, use this instead of sitting on it beat the crap out of the water. And I went, oh, of course. I love it. Oh my God. So there are some very good tools, 
But I have to give credit where credit is due. And Megan Jo Wilson is the one who gave me back that ability to release the rage in the way that worked the best for me. So now you've got some tools to use. I love it. Yeah, she's awesome. She's written a couple of really great books. She's right now, No More Playing Small. And I love that about her. She taught me to stop playing small, you know, and as we were going through all this and I got diagnosed with the, the esophageal cancer, it really came to me that I was not using my voice, you know, and this is why I got the cancer where I got it because there was so much emotion that needed to come up and get out and be heard. And podcasting became this wonderful vehicle to do that with, right? When you talk about cancer of the throat and your voice, I actually had this hard, I don't know, you call it a cyst or whatever. I mean, I never had it checked out. But when my husband died, it was I was more aware of it. It was just a restriction right where he had his tumor. And so I thought, am I sympathizing? Am I empathizing? And I thought, no, we were mirroring one another. I too was not using my voice the way that I did. I too was restricting, you know, not fully expressing how I felt. And so it was just this dense, what I call an energetic cyst. Yet I think I had already shared with you when, I think because this was already freed up, I was freeing it up. I mean, my neck was like rock solid. So I think it was always there. And it was just, I was more aware of it as I started to clean out. And then one night, my sister shared a memory that I had forgotten with that memory from birth. I just had this immediate sense of sadness. I began crying because it was something where it was a memory that I saw it one way that I decided I wasn't loved. I wasn't wanted. And when I was explained it as an adult, I went, Oh my God, it's not true. I am loved the release. I cried that night. I sweated. And then in the middle of the night, that area that had been feeling tight, just poof, it completely dissipated. So there was something in there with the truth where I thought, I'm not loved, I'm not wanted. And it was a mistruth showing up in my body. Right. It was fascinating. Gone. It's gone. Yes. So sorry, I just wanted to share that because it could have been me because I wasn't aware of what it was about. And it wasn't until I became aware, because I was asking, I said, what is this? What is it about? Show me. And eventually I was shown because I go, I'm not going to be able to heal this unless I know what this is. It was powerful. Yeah, that is beautiful and so powerful, Susan. I mean, to be able to know there's something here that needs to be released energetically, because we do that any emotion that we have, any trauma that we have any shame and guilt that we hold, we're holding it in our bodies in certain places. And we have to release that. I, When I had my fall, the pudendal nerve was damaged and the pudendal nerve runs through your whole pelvis and it controls everything. And I have a lot of pain and I have a lot of what they call trigger points. So I've had to go back to PT and I have to go to a specialized physical therapist who does pelvic floor therapy so that they can release all of that nerve bundle within the vagina and the anus. And I truly believe that I'm holding trauma 
And that's what is happening. You know, the fall, yes, it took that. It damaged the nerve, but there was a reason why it damaged the nerve. And so I'm learning to speak the truth about that. And the fact that, yeah, I have to have this specialized therapy. This is one of the reasons why we have connected because um, I'm the, the throat thing. And, um, and as you're sharing the story of your anus, anus, excuse me, in the pelvic floor, I have had some tailbone pain lately, the anus, the anus, and it's starting to dissipate. But I think there's some similarities in terms of why we're having that. And there's some emotional release. I mean, I, I was raped as a child. And I know that that's, it has a lot to do with that. So there's something else that's wanting to be released. And so, and with your story, that's wild. So as you're sharing this, I'm like, oh my God, that's, yeah. You know, and this is male and female, that, that we will hold rape trauma within that pudendal nerve. That is that nerve that really controls all of that. So not knowing what to do with that is so difficult. I had no idea. Had I known about this type of therapy, because as a woman, when we have children, it pushes on that whole pelvic area. You know, we're holding this child inside. And then as we give birth and it goes through the birth canal and everything's having to separate and move and all of these things, it's creating issues within the, the muscles of our body. And we can have this specialized therapy that will build those muscles back up. And then we don't have the possibility, well, it's not necessarily going to be absolute 100%, but we have less possibility of damage to that pudendal nerve. However, rape, because of where it sits within the chakra system, that nerve is the bundle that will hold on to it energetically. And I'm sure you know that from doing energy work. You know what? I'll be honest. That's interesting. It's, it's, I'm not familiar with the nerve. So I'm learning something new. Thank you. And not everybody is, you know, but now, but you know, it's held within those chakras, within the root chakra, yeah. within the, the solar plexus, all of those things. So that's where that nerve bundle is. It's the same area. So they're working within that and releasing those trigger points. But as I was saying, both men and women have this problem. And a lot of times this nerve gets damaged with bike riders because of the way the seat is and where they sit on the seat. So it's very common in bike riders. So mine came from a fall. And so that, that's the area they work on. Wow. Wow. That is fascinating. And I know if you're like me, we're energetically, if we have certain weak links in our body, then we're going to unconsciously or subconsciously attract certain accidents or whatever. So it's not like, oh no, it's because of me that it right. happened to what I mean. You know what I mean? Because people are like, oh, well, I twisted my ankle, but there was a rock there. But why didn't you catch yourself? Why didn't you write yourself up? Why, why for you did you get a twisted ankle and somebody else didn't? It's because there was a weaker link there. And then obviously it didn't, you know, People don't like the idea of like, oh, I attract that and, you know, not on a conscious level. Nobody would attract that on a conscious level. It's just showing that there's a, a weaker link energetically when we have those quote unquote accidents. Right. Exactly. And we have them for reasons. You know, had I not had the accident, I, I, when I tell the story, I say the universe knocked me down so that I could get back up again. And I had to do it this way. 
It was my challenge that I needed to go through so that I could learn to speak my truth of all of it. It's interesting because you not only got back up, you got back up like, whoa, (laughs) watch me now. It wasn't even just a little, let me, you know, it was like, whoa. Well, you may think that, but for me, it was nine years. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) the weevils wobble and get back up. You would never know it. Oh my God. I guess you only knew you now. Wow. Nine years. Yeah. The accident was in 2013. And it wasn't, you know, and you know this, Susan, anytime that your body is damaged, any work that you do is not just on your body. It's on your soul. It is on that whole energy being. And if we don't do that, then the universe is going to knock us down again because we're not listening. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The body's talking to us. And that's, I mean, especially as I love the work that I do, because when I was a rehabilitative, I was a rehabilitative massage therapist and structural. I mean, I worked very deeply within the abdominal region and the adductors and all that. And the heart, I mean, we worked very, very deeply. And even near here where even nurses was like, you, can you go that close to that? I'm like, I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. Cause I'm like, there's a lot of shit that can be housed there. But the areas that people were taught not to go to or touch. I'm like, that's all the more reason why we need to go there. And the stuff that would come up that would just be released. Sometimes the anger, all of a sudden, just like a burst of anger. I never took it personally because I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. They're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm like, I go, stop apologizing. I go, you can call me a fucking asshole. It's okay. I'm not going to take it personally. (laughs) Just let it rip. Let it rip. It's okay. All the things that would show up. And now it's doing it. People say it's talk therapy. It's not talk therapy. It's more guiding people to self-discover. And so now I realize I don't need to do the heavy duty, deep body work or whatever to get the same results. And I found that out just when I started doing more. I had always done energy work, but I was getting more into it and just holding their head at the beginning of the session, which I did no matter what I was doing, I'd be like, I'm getting a download of information. I said, would you like me to share it? And I would share it in the releases I would get just by sharing that information. I thought, okay, okay, Susan, you don't have to work so hard. Just be in the zone, tap in and share what is your being guided to share. And then now it's more helping them to discover what they already know deep down within. That's so true. Oh, that is so true what they already know that is that's powerful yeah i mean that's all it is i want to tell you thank you so much for being here today susan it has just been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you i know the audience is going to be absolutely thrilled that you were here can you tell us how to reach you okay so right now i'm going through so much major transition the best way to reach me is really through email and I, you can also schedule, I have, I have a calendar link where people can schedule a call to connect with me if they are looking to find out more information about my program, my books, maybe possibly collaborate. Right now it's susanhayspeaks at gmail.com and there's, there's a scheduling within there. That would be the best way. Okay. Well, we'll make sure it's in our show notes as well, everybody. And it's been a pleasure, Susan. I just am so happy that you were here today. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Peace and love to all of you who hop on and listen. Thank you. And once again, thank you so much, Kristen. Peace, love, joy, love, grace. All of it. And pool noodles. (laughs) And pool noodles. (laughs) Ciao. (laughs) Ciao. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?